Hello, my name is Tanai and I'm a women's intimacy and empowerment coach. For years, I tried to heal what I thought was commitment phobia, and I realized that there's actually no such thing. This podcast is an opportunity to have conversations about what gets in the way of us creating real intimacy, and how can we have more deep and vulnerable connections in our relationships. This is Commitment Phobe. What's up, everyone? I was going to wait till I got back to Miami from Mexico City to record a solo episode. But gosh, I'm just like overflowing with content in my head and I just had to record something. So this is another uh, from my bed episode. And actually, last night I had sex for the first time in such a long time. So many things happened on this day and when we got intimate that that I just, you know, couldn't wait to share. So I'm coming on to talk about pride. And pride is something that has played a really big role in my life in like some really subtle disguised ways. Pride can wear some costumes and pretend like it's other things when it's really pride. And so I'll start sharing from this experience and not, you know, I want to talk about how important it is to recognize pride and put it aside because pride's coming from fear, which is okay. And I think it is okay to listen to pride um, sometimes as it is okay to listen to anything. I think pride comes from this part of me that I actually really love, like the strong, fierce, bold part in me and also like the part of me that wants to protect the shit out of me, which I really appreciate. And it has my whole life. And also it gets in the way of really being vulnerable and and connecting and getting what I want ultimately. You know, I can go for the type of people that I want and say no to what I don't want. And then there's moments where pride comes in and says, you, you can't let yourself go through this or like you can't that, let that happen to you. And that's exactly what then cuts off my transformation and like, yeah, just a possibility for, for things in a relationship. Anyway, I'm kind of talking a lot without saying a lot. So I'll start with this date last night. So this is someone that I, that I met up with here in Mexico city in July and we'd gone on like a few lunch dates, but then when we met up to sleep together, it was kind of a one night stand. And the reason it was a one night stand wasn't because it was bad. It wasn't because either of us sucked or treated each other badly. It was because after we slept together, he got really passive. You know, he texted me like three days after we slept together and just wasn't like pursuing me, you know, didn't, didn't really take the lead in making plans. And I'm, I don't subscribe to men should only do something or a one person, you know, cause it's of course all kinds of relationships. So man, man, woman, woman. Um, and, and in my case, you know, I've grown up with the idea that men should initiate. And so, yeah, there's the idea, but then there's also my preference. And I do prefer being in more of the feminine in the, in the, you know, receptive, at least for the beginning, at least while I'm being courted. So there's two parts to that. There's the attraction. It really turns me on for a guy to reach out to me and make the moves and initiate. And then the other thing is pride. It just comes from this place of 
I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily pride, but maybe when I explain it, it'll make more sense, which is that it comes from this place of like, I, I don't get hurt. I don't, I'm not easy. Like I'm not gonna, you know, chase someone. And I know that, you know, traditionally in a relationship between a man and a woman, the man's the one that, you know, if he wants it, he goes for it. There is this very kind of like stubborn, like prideful part in me that's like, I'm not going to be the one to, you know, make the plans. I would go as far as to be like, hey, I'm free this day. And then he'd still just be like, okay, cool. Let me know what you want to do. And and it just, it would really frustrate, frustrate me. But last night, you know, I'm leaving Mexico City. I haven't seen this guy in like three months, maybe a little longer. And I also haven't had sex in a really long time. And I'm like, you know, this guy was really great. I think it's going to be okay for me to just put my pride aside for a moment and like my commitment to being more in my feminine and actually initiate and make the moves. Now, it did kind of affect already how, you know, I felt. And that makes sense. Like as someone who really likes to be in my feminine and my receptive, I'm more relaxed and therefore can feel more in my body when I'm in my feminine. And so, you know, he came to the date. It was it was to go out dancing. And then I found out he doesn't know how to dance. So then he asked me to lead. And then I was like, that at that point, I'm like, no way. Um, let's, let's just go somewhere else. And so we leave. And then he's like, where to? And then I'm like, wherever you want to go. You know, like I'd already been the one to initiate the date. Like from this point forward, he's initiating. And we sit at a bar that... I actually, like, I ended up being like, oh, my gosh, have you been to this place? And he was like, yeah, that's a great one. Let's go. Um, so we go, and and I, I tell him, you know, I'm leaving in a week, and he's like, oh, wow, it took us a really long time to hang out. So this is, you know, a guy who I've had a really open conversations with. You know, we, we both kind of know it's, it, you know, it's something casual, and so we talk about dating and talk about other people. And so I told him, I'm going to be really honest with you. The reason we haven't hung out is because I didn't want to be initiating. Like I, you know, I could sense that you were just kind of letting me make the plans and tell you exactly what it is that I want to do. Like basically ask you out and say, you know, what to do. And I really didn't feel like it. It actually was a huge turnoff for me. And I just didn't actually even have patience for it. Um, so whenever we'd get into a conversation and you'd start getting into this like nonchalant, like not initiating mode, it, I just, you know, I exit the conversation. So I felt really good to admit that. And then I also really liked his response, which was that we probably maybe could have, you know, hung out a couple more times if you would have in the moment said, Hey, just, you know, I'd really like, like, I'd like to hang out with you and I would love for you to take the lead. So true. And I told him, you know, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, honest, obviously, again. <laughs> Am I ever not honest? I said, my pride was really strong. I, I actually just like chose to be in this, you know, position because it, it just would frustrate me so much. And it's something that I'm working on now as I'm like tracking it and noticing it, that it's actually just this part of me that's trying to protect me because it says, you know, for a guy to like you, for a guy to want you, for a guy to, you know, then like if he wants you and likes you and goes for you, it means that 
he's not going to take advantage of you or hurt you. Like that's kind of what, where my brain goes. So we're not going to be the ones to like show our cards and, and initiate and all of that. And it's something that I was, you know, okay accepting at the time. Like I knew what I could say something and there's times that I don't say something. I don't, I don't always just say what's on my mind, but it's something that I do want to, you know, focus on now because those conversations are what makes things possible. You know, saying something like, like, Hey, I'd really like for you to initiate. Now I personally, I even, I, I told them like, you know, I, there is something about it coming naturally from a guy. We talked about how if someone really likes you, they show you and they, you know, especially men in the relationships that I've been or from what I've seen or from clients, you know, if, if someone really wants you, then they, they show you. And he said something like, you don't, you, you don't really know. And that this is 100% true. I, there's no way that I could know. And... There are, I guess, observations that, that I stand by sometimes. And and it's a double-edged sword. Sometimes I have really strong perception and intuition, and that's really helpful. And then at the same time, it, it, it does create a barrier for me sometimes because sometimes I'm like, it goes too much to say like, well, you know, if you really like me, then he'd do this, or I feel he's not um, invested in this. That may be true, and sometimes, you know, Sometimes I just don't know. Sometimes people are going through their own thing and and they have their reasons for being a certain way. And there's like no possibility or flexibility if I just keep deciding who someone is according to, you know, my perceptions and interpretations. I've spoken about this a lot on this podcast, but I, I think my whole life I've been very mental and logical and analytical when it comes to relationships and love. I've had it said to me by by other people. I'm a Virgo, like what's it called? My Venus is in Virgo on astrology. And Virgo is a sign that, you know, is very analytical and mental and rational. And, and I have been like that. Like even though I've been on this journey of connecting to my emotions and expressing them, it's really different in relationship when I'm I, I feel like my whole life I've just always been assessing like who's right for me, who's wrong for me, who's going to hurt for me, who, who's going to hurt me, who's not. And that's a big part of being someone that has shied away from commitment and has been totally fine with things like one night stands just because I'm I'm just kind of always, I was always predicting and making conclusions and saying this means that he doesn't like me, which means I shouldn't open up to him, which means, you know, this way I can avoid getting hurt. And I've always really prided myself for that, speaking speaking of pride. It's always been something that I, when I was little, you know, I felt like made me really strong and different and not weak. These last few months, I've been really focused on making pleasure a priority after just having been a little burnout from work, not that I was working too much, but I was like mentally, it was taking up a lot of my space. And I decided to rearrange the furniture in my head and make some room for pleasure. And what that opened up was questioning myself all the time. If I made pleasure my priority, if I really followed my desire, what would I be doing now? Not how would I avoid her? Not what would be the smart thing to do? But what do I want to do? So 
that means if there is someone that I'm talking to that doesn't seem to be, you know, interested in, I don't know, pursuing a romantic relationship with me, right? Let's say maybe they're just someone that I'm talking to that could just be someone that I'm, I'm physical with or just have conversations with. It's been really good to just ask myself, what do I want? Can I trust myself knowing, you know, that I'm, that I'm not the kind of person that fantasizes. I don't make up things where they don't exist. I don't expect to change somebody. I very much take someone, you know, very much for what I see. Too much, like I said, because then I interpret some things inaccurately. But most things I, I interpret pretty accurately. And so now it's like, okay, I have resources. I have angels and guides. I have friends. Can I actually just follow my desire and focus on feeling good and not try to control and calculate all my moves so that I avoid getting hurt. Even to the point of, you know, tonight, what if you just run towards getting hurt? Of course, keeping myself out of any extremely dangerous situations. But what if that guy just wants you for sex? What if that's what you want too, maybe, you know? Like if I really... Tune into my body. If I really listen to myself, do I want more with this person? Is it actually rude of them if they're not, you know, showing me the kind of affection that I would like them to? If if we're not seriously dating, if we're not, you know, explicitly in a romantic kind of a thing. So that's where, where pride comes in. And in the past, it's like, I don't let anyone fuck with me. I don't, you know, I only accept this kind of behavior and this kind of treatment. But that is all of this agenda. And and I talked about this with, with Maxine on a previous episode, that it feels like this is like just kind of an agenda of how to not get hurt and how to stay safe and protect myself. And I think it's really important to have that of like, of course, I'm not just gonna like give myself to someone who, isn't answering my texts or, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get really extremely vulnerable and like in a, you know, like nervous system compromising situation with someone who hasn't held space for me or hasn't just felt, felt safe in that way. Aside from those really key things about, you know, being with someone who isn't outwardly trying to hurt me or has disregard for me, what if I just listen to my desire and not my my checklist? And it's so funny. I've been told this many, many times <laughs> by so many people and astrologers and Akashic record readers and personality tests and so many things about the checklist that I have. And I thought that the checklist was only referring to something like he needs to be this tall, he needs to have this job, he needs to da da And for a while I've been like, you know, I don't really have that much of a checklist. Like, I think I'm pretty open to the kind of person that I date. But I did have a really strong checklist that dictated how I thought I should be treated and how I thought the the other person should act, what the other person should say. And so, you know, very quickly things can bother me of like, oh, he didn't say this the right way or he didn't show me that he cared or he didn't answer my text. That for me has been a checklist that I've, that I'm now learning to let go of. And 
to actually make it about my desire. And, and so instead of deciding, hey, this person doesn't tick the box in the checklist, just communicate with someone. Hey, I, I want this. Are you willing to do it? Give them a chance to, to do that. And then if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. And, and it seems like I have to let myself just actually get there for a relationship to actually develop and for me to step into my power and learn about myself and explore and keep going deeper and deeper into this radical vulnerability game that, that I'm playing and, you know, integrity game. I think we all have different relationships with pride and it comes up in, every, in different moments and I think for a lot of people, pride also comes up in in situations like asking someone, you know, what are you looking for Um, or telling someone what they're looking for. A lot of times it's, it's fear of getting hurt and rejection. But I think for a lot of us, at least I'll, I'll speak for myself. I'm, I'm trying to do that. It's been a lot of pride and, and, you know, I'm a Leo with Taurus rising and, and I do think pride is is something that I can definitely identify with. I mean, just think of a freaking lion, you know? Um, <laughs> um, I think deep down it's it's um, that fear of getting hurt. And there's all these different little soldiers and warriors that come and protect us from that. And I think pride is one. And pride has often told me that I can't embarrass myself and I can't, like, give more than they give or show more affection than they show me. It's so interesting. I think there's just all this messaging that I grew up with about how to avoid an asshole. And that just took me to a totally different extreme. Again, it just comes back to desire. Like, what is it that I, that I want? I've spoken about this here before, but I had, when, when I had my first coach, I was with this guy that clearly wasn't into me. And I just didn't feel like letting go. And I was hoping that my coach would tell me some advice on, you know, how to see my worth and let go and break up with him. And what she actually asked me was just, what does my pussy want? Um, which was unusual <laughs> to be asked that. And it was just the beginning of the habit of asking my body what I want rather than my head of seeing, is this turning me on? Do I, do I still want to be here? Is there still something to get from this for me? Um, outside of the ego identity, right? Because if I if I listen to my ego, it's like tonight you're better than this. Why are you doing this to yourself? But if there's still a pull in my body, then what doesn't matter, right? I'm still just getting what I want without, of course, giving up something within myself, sacrificing my needs, sacrificing my desires. So I'm going to use another example for that which is I've been talking to this other guy. He is super into dance. He's actually my salsa teacher. And he is like, dancing is his world. He he teaches all day. He has events every night. And so he's not a person that's very available, which has sucked. Um, <laughs> and so we were going to hang out. And then he was like, actually, can we do it later? Because I have an event and you know I, I want to make sure that I'm well rested. And I'm like, sure, no problem. And then he's like, oh, I'm actually so sorry. I forgot that my dance teacher is teaching a class at that time. So can we, you know, take the class? Can we do the class even later? 
and then hang out. And wow, I started to boil, like, you know, inside of me, there's a fire that just lit the fuck up. Like, oh my goodness. Like, what the hell? Like, he's not prioritizing me. How would I, why would I give into this? Like, I deserve someone who makes time for me. He never does. And this is true. Like, he actually does prioritize um, his dancing over me. But then again, it's like, okay, what's the situation right now? Is this someone that I'm seriously dating? No, this is just someone that, you know, I'm having fun with. It's not really going anywhere. And what do I want? Aside from, aside from like this ego that's getting triggered right now and my pride's like, oh my God, why would I give in? (laughs) What do I want? So I took some time to just actually let my emotions settle um, so that I didn't come from an emotionally charged place. And I kept tuning into my desire and I just kept asking myself, do I want to see him? And the answer was yes. And actually it, it worked out for me better to see him later because there's something that, you know, there's something that I want to do earlier. And so then I checked in with myself again and I was like, is there anything for me to express or ask for here that would make me feel my power? And we usually meet at a park um, and usually he's a little late because people here are usually late. Mexicans here. <laughs> and it's I, I'm usually really fine with it, especially because I'm Venezuelan and it's like, you know, part of like a cultural thing that I'm familiar with. But I just thought of like going to my event and not knowing what time he's leaving his and um, showing up to this park and waiting for him and how powerless I would have felt and annoying. So I actually just shared with him, hey, this is all really cool. Like this is, this sounds good with me, but what actually would feel good for me is if we did the class at my house or if whenever you leave your class, you just let me know and pick me up and we go to the park. That way I can just be relaxed. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to check in on you and say like, are you ready? When are we doing this? Um, I can just sit at home and relax. And whenever you're ready to go, we can meet up. So that felt really good because from that place, I honored my own desire. I checked in with myself and I didn't make it about my ego, what's right, what's wrong, um, what does this look like, what does this mean? I actually just asked myself, what do I want? And is is there something that would make it feel even better? Somewhere where I'm not sacrificing myself or bending over or anything like that for this to work, right? Like giving myself up for this to work. Okay, so let's take two extremes, right? I think I've lived in one extreme where I analyze everything someone does and then decide how into me they are and where I stand. And then there's the other extreme of people who overlook things or interpret things to mean that there's a chance, you know? It's like, oh, I'm just going to overlook this. I'm going to overlook that. Or they can change. We can make this work. So I think there's, you know, a really long spectrum between the two. And I think there's a couple of tools that can help go in the middle. So if you're the kind of person who tends to interpret things to mean more or fantasize or deal with things you don't really want to deal with because you just overlook them or you hope they'll change, a way to deal with that is is just being very direct and asking and actually just saying, hey, what like what does this mean to you? Or what are you looking for? Uh, how do you feel about me? Or... I would, you know, I would love for you to 
to ask me more about myself or to put in effort to take me out in this way. Just so that there isn't, you know, the guessing, the fantasizing, the assumptions, which I see so much of the fear of asking. So because if you ask, it's going to push the person away. The question is, you know, what are you pushing away? Because you're not pushing away someone who has the potential of turning into the what you what you want if this person isn't really, you know, interested. So it just helps you, right? It just helps you get clear, get clear and out of your head and and more in touch with with what's hap- actually happening in, in reality. And then on the other spectrum, on the other side of the spectrum where I've been, asking is also helpful in the sense of like, hey, you know, we we slept together and then you didn't text me for three days. Um, I would love to talk to you about that and like what that means and what I'm making it mean and, and how it's feeling for me. And then also standing by things like, like, you know, what, what I've shared about noticing when a guy doesn't really show us, you know, that much effort. Like the guy, for example, who wasn't in his masculine um, he's not, he, he's not emotionally available and interested and, and that's something that I can trust in myself in that perception. So I think if you tend to be on this side of the spectrum, it's knowing, knowing, Hey, okay. I, you know, my, my perception says this person isn't available for anything else. Or my perception says this person, um, is this or is that. I can count on them for this. I can't count on them for that. And what do I want? And, you know, can I then engage with this person just for just for fun or just for sex or just for friendship? Knowing very clearly that this person isn't showing signs for what I really want. So just because someone, you know, isn't as like 100% available for all kind of connection doesn't mean cutting someone off or cutting off the connection because there's a lot of beautiful things that can come from a relationship that isn't going to turn into like, you know, seriously dating. So conclusion, I think it'd benefit a lot of us to track our pride and ask, you know, what is, what is pride trying to help me with right now and protect me from? And can I allow myself to endure that ego death <laughs> of putting pride down and, and having, you know, a moment of humiliation or pain or admission that just feels like, ugh, if you want to, right? Because like I said, there's been times where I haven't wanted, wanted to put pride down and that's cool. But if you want to, and, and if you want to lean into deeper connection and intimacy, then check yourself for where, where does your pride show up in your relationships? Where do you, you know, not say, yeah, it that did bother me. Or yeah, I, you know, I was being defensive. So places where maybe someone points something out to you and, and you don't admit it. Someone, you know, is doing something you don't like and you don't you don't say anything about it, or you you want something to be different and you don't ask for it. Little little places like that. Or where you decide someone is, you know, you need to cut them off. So just little places like that where you can check where pride is showing up in your life. Let me know how this goes, everybody. I'd love to hear um, any reflections or how that's showing up in your life. And I also just want to mention that in January, I'm starting 
the third cohort of Unapologetic, which is an incredibly life-changing program that I lead about how to be unapologetic in relationships. And that means prioritizing yourself, asking for what you want, setting boundaries, having so much ease in, in expressing your truth and and living your truth rather than people pleasing or doubting yourself or living with all the heavy shame and guilt that so many people carry. So if you want a radical transformation in your self-expression, in your relationships and how you feel in your relationships with your parents, your friends, your lovers, your partners, check it out. Go to my Instagram and there's information there, or you could go to my website, tenaimilgram.com and check out the unapologetic program. Um, I'm enrolling now. So if you're interested, let me know. You can send me a DM or book a call on my website. Hey you, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Commitment Phobe. If you like what you heard, make sure to share with your friends, your lovers, your ex-lovers, anyone that you think could benefit from having a conversation like this one. And it would be super helpful if you subscribed and left a five-star rating on iTunes to make sure that this podcast gets spread around to as many listeners as possible and we can start changing the conversation that we have around intimacy and relationships. If you want to find out more information about what I do as a women's coach and some of my other projects that I'm working on, you can find my information in the bio of this episode or you can reach out to me directly on Instagram and shoot me any questions that you have. See you next time.